Welcome to the Journey to Cloud9 podcast, where we ask nine questions to amazing people around the world about how they live lives full of meaning and purpose. On today's episode, Jordan interviews Marlo Higgins. Marlo is a nationally recognized chief inspirational officer who's mastered the formula for high performance. Marlo coaches executives and business owners to hold themselves accountable to reach the next level of success. She is the author of The Making of a Maverick, host of the 22 Motivational Minutes podcast, and has been praised by both entrepreneurs and corporate executives as a badass in the business of confidence. To find out more about Marlo, check out the link in the show notes. Okay, Marlo. So let's start with a little word association. When I say cloud nine, you say? Euphoric. Euphoric. Okay. That's a common one. Um, Anything else? Joy. Joy. Okay. We'll dive deeper into those, I'm sure. So you're going to share your cloud nine moment with us, but how would somebody else tell that you're having a cloud nine moment? Like, what do you think you look like when you're experiencing that, that type of joy and euphoria? You know, that's really hard. I like wake up with joy and euphoric and like total like infectious optimism. I've built a life being that person. Um, you know, so for me, I think, you know, who you are or, you know, what you do is an extension of who you are. And so I, I do walk the talk. I mean, there's not a, a, a switch that gets flipped. I am what you get at all times. I'm very whole and very complete. And I mean, it's a great question, but I, I think I'm just full bodied in that space. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's like a God talent. You can't buy it. You can't sell it. You can't market it. Yeah. It just is that way. So I'm very present. That's beautiful. Really beautiful. And how do you start your day on cloud nine? How do I start my day? Well, it's funny because I have a little index card in my office, right? So the reason it's on an index card is to remember the foundation because I know life gets in the way. Uh-huh. And when that happens and you need to kind of reset or get back to that, those pillars of like, what, what do I do? What do I, how can I set myself up to have a great, perfect day? I would refer to it as a perfect day. Yeah. Waking up at 530 you know, just having that, that time in that space, exercising for an hour. Um, you know, I was a runner. I, you know, I've had some health circumstances which have gotten in the way of that, but I always, you know, put point in exercise and then getting ready, showering breakfast, you know, from that 7.30 to 8.30 space. And by, by nine o'clock, I have done what I needed to do yeah. and I'm completely centered. And, um, and as simple as that sounds, I still have it on, on an index card because yeah. if, if life happens, which it does, I've experienced it numerous times, yeah. I can go back to that and have that reset. I love that, that index card style. My mom has been making these cookies for my brother and I and for our family for 30 years. And we even had a little business out of it for a long time. And every time we'd cook, we'd, we'd bake the cookies together, she'd still take out her index card. And I'm like, ah, how do you not know the recipe by now? And she's just like, I do know the recipe. I just like having the card. Yeah. Right? And why, yeah. do you, why do you like having the card so much? I don't get it. It's yeah, it's that grounding thing. You know, it's just it's yeah, it's just what I've there's just certain, like, if you could take a snapshot of my space, uh-huh. it's very um, compartmental. 
And it's very, well, high performance, right? I do very simple things, but I do massive. I take massive, massive actions. And so I don't spend a lot of time in my head. I know exactly like that headspace is on post-it notes or index cards so I can be like present and high energy, high level when I need to be. So it just kind of removes the thinking and gives me just the doing. That's so good. Really good. What would you say are the key components of a cloud nine day for you? Key components. You know, it's a mix of a few things. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, that, that is interesting. Um, It's being in the space where I am filled with independence, right? Like I am just being myself. I'm serving myself because you know, in life, and I know a lot of people know this, but you've got to serve yourself before you can serve others. And so, you know, that day is is starting out just being centered, but then it's serving clients, right? I, I love that space. Um, I love to to be in service. It's going out to lunch with friends. I mean, it's again, it's the simple stuff. It's grounding the evening, you know, uh, with my husband. Our boys are um, grown and independent and on their own. And so now it's kind of like back just to us again. And so just having that, those basic, um, joyful actions. I mean, peace means a lot to me. So I strive to be a very peaceful person. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, when you're peaceful, it just means you're present. And yeah. so I just, you know, get rid of all the eradicated thoughts and, and actions and just really stay grounded, which keeps me within a day of absolute cloud nineism. Yeah. <laughs> and do you, do you try to intentionally schedule moments of presence throughout the day or is it something that's more organic? No, I live very organically. Yeah, it's not over scripting kills magic. And so if you like, if you tell yourself like, I need to do this and that, I think that just kills the magic. It tempers the opportunities um, and almost blocks them. So I'm always open to receive. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. So how about a cloud nine meal? Are you a foodie? Um, not so much a foodie. I, you know, a cloud nine meal to me is like, I always make intention for it to be nutritious. You know, I, I love being able to cook when our, when our boys were home and, um, you know, just like, it was very regimented, like four o'clock in the afternoon, I'd start to, you know, prepare food. Um, I love to make soup. I don't know why it's like a comfort thing. I think uh-huh. it's like, I'm known for making some, some okay. awesome soup. soup. <laughs> I mean, there's just a few of them. Um, you know, all of those are, it's just, I enjoy that process. Right. And I think, you know, having it just that aroma and, um, you know, cooking it in advance. And probably that's why I like to do soup because it's something you can cook in advance. So you're just present as things are happening and coming and going, you know, that you're going to be feeding a great meal and didn't take a whole lot of your time. Amazing. I like yeah. that. That's really good. So if you could project years and years into the future and you're looking back on your life and you have the chance to say, I have done everything within my power to have created a cloud nine life for myself, for my family. What's going to make you say that? What does that life look like? Wow. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the prime, right? That's a perfect 10 life. Mm-hmm. Um, I never aim for that perfect 10. I go for that 9.5 if you were to measure it on a scale. Yeah. But I think to look back and have the legacy, um, you know, integrity means a lot to me. And so doing the things I said I wanted to do 
and, you know, setting really clear intentions in the, in the life that I have lived and, you know, having benchmarks that I strive for on a consistent basis. So always having a goal in mind of what I can do to either improve or to serve, or um, and when I say service, that's like working with clients. That's you know being a good friend. That's um, being a great wife, being an awesome mom. All of those things I, I level in that word of service. Mm. So, you know, just knowing that I was present and that I lived with integrity. I did what I said I was going to do. I didn't leave anything on the table, and. I don't think a lot of people give themselves the opportunity to, to be in that space often. You know, I think they're, you know, striving in, in other places, but for me, it's just being that soft place to land and, um, and the comfort around living that. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So what about a particular moment, a time that you truly felt like you were on cloud nine? Yeah. Um, you know, this, it's somewhat of an interesting mm. scenario. So I'll, I'll kind of set it up. Yeah. It comes down to, um, it's when we, um, our, our oldest son turned 16 and he got his first car. Uh-huh. But what led to that moment of like absolute joy or like living my dream life, like that is how I would define that cloud nine. Yeah. Um, I, in 2010, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And I was successfully working in business and had a a wonderful career and, you know, was charting my own own path, having some really powerful success and, you know, from what people would look at from the outside. And um, it was one day, you know, Friday afternoon um, and went in for, you know, I thought I had some, uh, some blocking in my ear and kind of a watery eye. I thought I was experiencing some fall allergies and a quick CT scan on a Friday afternoon showed that I um, had a mass on my brain and I was diagnosed with, um, with a brain tumor. Well, from that experience and going through that, our boys at the time um, were 13 and 15. And I remember my biggest fear was not seeing our oldest to his 16th birthday. Like at that point, like that's, that's just as far as I could see. Mm-hmm. And so it was just monumental to me to be able to be there for his 16th birthday. And that cloud nine moment was us um, surprising him with um, a car. It wasn't like anything fancy. It wasn't new. It was like what most 16 year old kids should get, you know, a little dented, maybe a little rusted, you know, but it was something that he was really excited about. And that cloud nine moment was surprising him with that. And not, I mean, he had no clue that it was going to happen. And then um, we purchased it out of state. And so we were, you know, we were in the car together and I remember getting in the passenger seat with him and just the smile on his face was something I will never, ever forget. It was just that absolute like surprise and joy and like the belief, like, you know, I, I'm here, I'm 16, I'm in this space, I've got my mom still with me, yeah. and being able to celebrate that with him. I mean, that, that's one of many, many cloud nine moments in my life. But, you know, that one really kind of anchors in is just being in that space of pure joy through that experience because it was something I truly, you know, six months prior to that didn't think was going to be possible. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so glad that, how are you feeling now, first of all? 
I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I've got a few hiccups. Um, I've had, you know, some obstacles and a few barriers. But you know what? I'm still here and um, full of energy, full of intention, full of, um, you know, what's next. And, uh, but I'm doing great. So, That's yeah. Amazing. Well, it's people like you who make me want to keep living a cloud nine life and pushing others to live a cloud nine life as well. Um, but what, what really rings true for me in your story, and it, it drives home my definition of cloud nine even further, because I've done hundreds of these now and people ask me like, what is cloud nine? And I really haven't, I really haven't put my finger on it quite like I have until now. But what I've been saying most recently and what I can say to your story as well is I think when you have a cloud nine moment, it's when reality surpasses your expectation right true yeah that's truth that story that you told was all about it exceeding expectation because you know because i was living in the unknown for so long that actually when that came into fruition like when i was actually witnessing his 16th birthday Mm -hmm. that to me was like a validator that that you did it like you got yourself through that and it was it was I mean, it was a horrific experience and one that, um, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time in that space just because I'm an overcomer and I, you know, I think I've, I've just never really stayed there and wallowed in there. I more so look at it as like a notch in the belt, um, like, you know, been through that, going, you know, next, like, let's just keep going. And, um, you know, so I don't use it as an obstacle, but I use it as, yeah, just as fuel to, uh, to be even more powerful and to take the next great challenge. Yeah. And in your story, you know what, honestly, Marla, it's like reality surpassed your reality. You know? It did. Oh, it did. And it made everything I went through, like all the MRIs, all the tests, all the surgeries, all of the procedures, you know, because you go through that and you're like, God, why am I going through this? Right. Mm-hmm. But then you have that moment of joy and you're seeing your 16 year old. Yeah. sun like light up and go, God, is this really happening? Is this possible? And yeah. I'm sitting in the passenger seat, seat right next to him uh-huh. and you're witnessing him, you know, driving, right? That, that's one of your first real big forms of independence. Like you get a car, man, you're gone. Uh-huh. And I'm all for independence. And so, um, man, as much as I can fuel others' independence, I'm uh-huh. going to be that like, go for it, check it off your list. You know, it's your life to live. So go out and do it. And I think because I was able to witness that whole experience. I mean, to me, that was absolute like infinity. I just, it was, yeah, it was cool. Thank you so much. So last two questions, a little more practical. Yeah. Advice people can maybe use in their lives today, tomorrow, whenever. But um, if you're ever not on cloud nine throughout the day, which is very difficult for you, as I can tell so far, um, do you have any daily habits or rituals or routines that you come back to in order to reframe your mindset? Yeah. Um, you know, you have to honor yourself and you have to give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I speak that a lot. Um, just, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. So like words of advice, if, if anybody's listening to this episode, mm-hmm. And they're walking away. It's just give yourself some grace. Like don't, you know, consistently manage your expectations. But in that space of like, whether you're a high achiever, you're trying to reach something, you're trying to publish a book or you're, you know, whatever your circumstance is, um, you don't have to be perfect at doing it. You just have to, if you can just honor yourself in the process and give yourself some grace. I think honor and grace are two 
pivotal words mm. to really stand tall with and to give it a lot of power. Yeah. Because um, just being validated and kind of having that, um, you know, so many people look for permission. Right. Don't look for permission. Just say, you know what, I'm going to give myself just honor or grace. That's yeah. enough permission for you to do whatever's next. Wow, I love that. That's so good. Really good. Honor and grace. Great one. So the last question I have for you is if somebody else in your life is not experiencing cloud nine and you're just like you, you gave the advice there to give yourself permission and grace, right? But this person's never felt cloud nine before. So they've, they've never had that moment, that experience. They love everything that you've said, but they don't really know what the heck you're talking about because they've never felt it before. Um, what's the first step that you would take this person on to begin their journey to cloud nine? You know, I, I think it's reflection. I think, you know, that's the first word that comes into play yeah. is um, reflection and awareness. I mean, mm -hmm. they would run tandem. Yeah. And so I would create a really clear awareness with that individual to um, pull forward some of the, the wins that maybe don't feel like wins, uh -huh. but maybe if they can start to communicate them or, you know, document them that they can then see that there is a, a silver lining or a spark of light yeah. and and it's on their terms like yeah. don't try to do it and show up to somebody else's level yeah. like just create the awareness within your own and call it out hey i'm not feeling it i'm not i, I don't i can't get in a really you know solid mindset just speaking that truth again it's like um you know, if I could just give you permission to, to just do that. Yeah. I think that right there is a powerful start. Beautiful. Amazing. I could not agree more. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much, Marla. That's everything. Thanks, Jordan. This was, this was awesome. And I've gotten to know you. You've been a guest of ours and I just, I love you. I love what you're doing and uh, just power to you because, um, you know, you are doing good in the world. I love your perspective about life and I love that you're challenging people with these questions because I'll tell you, if anybody's on the receiving end of this, uh, they aren't easy questions. <laughs> they sound like, it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about cloud nine. Right. They sound so harder than you think. Thank you for listening to the Journey to Cloud9 podcast. For more info on everything Cloud9, check out the Journey to Cloud9 website and Jordan's new book, Journey to Cloud9, now available on Amazon. Links are in the show notes.